When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome in the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Big day today uh, for so-called uh, Five Reasons Nation. I don't know if we can call it that yet. But uh, we've got a couple of big things coming up, uh, including a video that you've got to check out on our YouTube channel. I'll tell you more about it as we go. And also, I'm finally releasing a story on Jimmy Butler, which we're going to talk about a little bit today on this episode and more on a future episode. But before we do, I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You're out there on the roads and you see all those Uncle Sams and Lady Liberties twirling their signs. That can mean only one thing. It's tax season. But instead of losing your hard-earned cash to companies that hide behind a costume or DIY software that specializes in headaches, give Palacio Palacio and Zimmerman a call. That's Palacio, Palacio, Zimmerman, PPZ, which has been providing premium accounting and tax services to clients for over 25 years. They'll make the filing process simple through close one-on-one support and maximize your return using their exceptional expertise. So if you're ready to file, call 305-595-0303. That's 305-595-0303 or visit ppzllc.com. Dot com. That's ppzllc.com. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sydney, a.k.a. ALF954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back. Um, a little bit of full disclosure here. We're actually doing this one in the morning, which we don't typically do. Alf, how are you doing this morning? I'm awake. That's right. That's all you got to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, you realize we could have done this last night. He and I are like, texting back and forth for 20 minutes. Like, like oh, yeah. I was, a shell of, I was a shell of myself. Uh, I, got, I didn't get into – I didn't land till 9.45. Didn't get home till I think almost 11.30. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't going to go well last night. I stayed in last night. That's the first time I've done that when I haven't had, you know, obviously my daughter here in, uh, well, a while. Anyway, um, Alf, let's, uh, let's go through what happened last night while you were, while you were flying. Um, Jimmy Butler was not named a starter to the All-Star team. And I was a little surprised at this, not based on what I initially thought was going to happen, which I remember tweeting on the day that he was listed as a forward that he probably would not start on the team because I knew that Embiid and Giannis would, and I was pretty sure that Siakam would too, even though he'd been out for some time because the Toronto player always makes it because all of Canada gets, gets behind him. So I thought at the time when Jimmy was listed as a, as a front court player, and we can talk about that too and why that was or why maybe it shouldn't have been. Um, 
that he wasn't going to start. But then, and then we saw in the voting that he was fourth, which is what I expected. And obviously the top three are the starters. But of course, then, you know, you allow the players and the media to get involved. And when I started to see some of the media ballots and I talked to people close to Jimmy, they were pretty confident that he was going to start. They, they thought that he would get the nod as one of the three because he thought they thought that particularly the media, but in some degree, the players would push him over the top. The players did not push him over the top. Uh, <laughs> the players had him sixth, Alf, in the front court. Sixth, um, not just behind uh, those couple guys, uh, those three guys I mentioned, but also his teammate, Bam Adebayo, and Jason Tatum of the Celtics. <laughs> That's just uh, so ridiculous. Right. Well, which one? I, I mean, let's talk about this first. Let's talk about the Bam Jimmy thing, because Bam didn't make it either, but I think it shows what the players think of him. He's going to make the team. I, we, we, did a, we did an episode about whether he would. I think it's pretty clear now he will. Um, but, like, okay, the Bam Jimmy debate, you, got, you and I have had it. Um, I've had it with Alex. Who's more important to this team? Um, you know, we've gone back and forth on it. But I also think that, you know, it's a little odd to me that in his first year of doing this, the players chose Bam over Jimmy, who has a track record of doing this. Um, is that just hate? That is just, it's complete hate. And it's so funny how the players will sit there and say, oh, the fans can't have a vote because they're biased. Look at the, look at the players vote. Jason Tatum has been an all-star this year. Is more deserving, deserving of an all-star uh, start this year than Jimmy Butler. It's, it's a popularity contest. They're just as biased as fans are. I mean, even when you see them, when they're doing analysis after their careers, <laughs> these guys carry a bunch of chips on their shoulder Kendrick Perkins? Huh? <laughs> Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins, huh? Kendrick Perkins, my experience. God. I mean, <laughs> God, what a roller coaster. He's just got beefs every day. That's all. It's just beefs. Yeah, he's got, he's mean, got more I mean, beefs than he had points per game. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> but he's Barkley with Twitter. I mean, Barkley's been right. doing that on NBA Countdown for how yeah, many years? Yeah, Barkley's a Hall of Famer. Kendrick hey, Perkins oh, yeah. is Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick I mean, Perkins. I, he still swears that he's like was the biggest piece of that Oklahoma City team. But uh, anyway. Yeah, they built around him. That's right. Yeah, and then he got exposed in the finals when, uh, for some reason, Scott Brooks decided that he could guard Shane Battier, which, mm -hmm. thank you, Scott Brooks, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, no, it's it's just funny. Like, that's that's the part that makes it kind of hilarious to me that, the the players uh, they 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 talk about the fan vote. People talk about the fan vote. Oh, let players decide. Let this decide. Listen, everybody's biased. Like it <clears throat> it does. It's no. There's no perfect system because the media is biased. We see that with Hall of Fame voting in other sports. But the uh, media the is the best. The media is the best of the three, though. I I'm, I'm I know I, even I mean, Barkley said I, that yesterday. I think the coaches are the best of all of them. Right, but they didn't. They weren't. They didn't have a big. They don't get. The, they get the reserves, and the reserves are right. always right. They always yes. get the reserves right. Yeah, no, they do. Uh, and then they used to have the you know the commissioner would jump in if they has he has to jump in at the end. But you know you're totally right. It's ridiculous. I mean, I'm not I'm not necessarily going to say that the fans are better than the players when you know a white dude with a headband uh, who averages five and a half points per game was fourth in in guards in the West um, and Alex Caruso. I mean, it's a little little difficult for me to go there. Uh, but but yeah, I, and I think you know look, you can make a, a legitimate case for Siakam. Like I, it's not like it was a ridiculous vote. I mean, Embiid's out. But uh, he's one of the three best frontcourt players in the East when he's healthy. Uh, you know, but with Siakam, you can make a case. For there's no question, he missed time. Uh, but he's been tremendous. Toronto has exceeded expectations, even though they're the defending champions. And, and he deserves consideration. I, I let, but let's go to so the original decision, because some fans are upset about this. And I said it at the time, like putting Jimmy as a frontcourt player was going to make it more challenging for him. 
But the Heat are partially to blame for this. I mean, you know, there's a reason that Eric Reed lists Nunn and Duncan Robinson as the starting backcourt every night because that's how the Heat are viewing him. I know they're positionless, but they've said it all year, right? So if now the only thing I will say is Duncan was also listed as a frontcourt player for All-Star, right? So they're saying so was the NBA basically saying that Kendrick Nunn is the Heat's only guard? Because yeah, that's, that's a what guard, three forwards, and a center is what they're basically saying. They're basically saying the Heat are doing that. When you can actually argue that what the Heat are really doing is three guards and one forward and a center. Right. So or two centers. <laughs> right. Right. So somebody, somebody sarcastically, I knew it was sarcastic because it's a guy I follow uh, throughout there. Blame Spo. But, you know, of course, there were actual real people out there blaming Spo for this. Uh, so ridiculous. There and always then, are. My, my favorite was somebody said Spo did it on purpose to uh, to energize Jimmy to give yeah, him was, a chip on his shoulder. Uh, chestnut checkers, right? That's like that, that's, <laughs> exactly. that, that's like that one guy. Uh, there's this one guy on Twitter who who is convinced that Riley called his old friend Pop and told him make sure Bam doesn't make the team this summer, the USA team, because I want to pissed off Bam when he comes back. Like as, as, and I know that like pop is like Riley's only relationship in the league like that. Like he doesn't have a lot of them. Okay. I mean, there's been a lot of resentment of Pat through the years. I think some of it is thought. Fisdale. He has Fisdale. Well, now, f- when he gets another, when he gets a job again, Fizz is not in the league. He's just on the payroll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not that you could say that about every Knicks coach. Uh, but look, you know, there's, he has a relationship with pop. Okay. There's mutual respect there. Even it's fascinating relationship to me because politically they couldn't be more polar opposite and you know but they they click okay there's this old school kind of uh you know thing about both of them and and it's fine they respect each other and actually Spo pulled a pop move the other night um the the five for five sub uh which actually spoke and i'm i'm digressing here but Spo uh told me yesterday down that it was the second time he's done that he did that actually in a game in 2016 against the nets i did not remember that but um but anyway th- there's a lot of uh there's a lot of similarity between the two of them. And so, you know, this idea that, that, that Riley called pop and said, yeah, you know, bam of all people needs to be more motivated. Right. Like that guy, uh, you know, I mean, with Hassan, I can understand it, but like, yeah, bam? I don't think I, Jimmy bam. I don't think those, those are the kind of guys you need extra motivation for. I know. I mean, Jimmy's going to play with a chip on his shoulder either, either way. Right. And as far as the, the, the all-star starters, I don't have a big problem with it. Like, I, I Christian Hernandez, who works with, with us and works with Heat Beat, put out the, all these stats that showed um, just, yeah. I mean, how many, how many categories Butler was over Siakam in. But at the same time, listen, you got both of those teams that are vying for second or third place right. in the East, um, who, where Jimmy was added to a team that missed the playoffs last year and Toronto lost Kawhi Leonard. Right. So with, with those two guys leading those teams, like you really – I mean, is, is can you really argue that no. fervently that Butler deserved it over Siakam? Not over Siakam. I mean, I think he did, but I don't. Right, I, I don't think it's a big difference. I think you can argue he was one of the five best players, and that Absolutely, he should have been, and, and that he should have been listed in the backcourt. And, and if and if he was, he would have made it. Uh, and tra- like trade. That, well, that's the one you can the, argue. That's oh the one my you can god! Argue. First of all, yeah. like, and I said it. I said it on Twitter yesterday, and and there's a couple people that got mad that I said he doesn't deserve it. And it's not – yes, I know he can score like crazy, but he's on one of the worst teams in the league, mm-hmm. and he plays some of the worst defense I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. No, he's not right? an all-star yet. He's not. He no. will be, but he's not. That, that it's, he's he's – um, it, it, to me, he, I mean, I, I mean, we talk about the Steph comparison. 
Uh, but remember, you know, Steph, you know, they lost some at the very beginning, and then he had the ankle problems. Um, so he didn't explode out of the gate like this. But when he started to explode, they won. Now, you can say, well, they had Clay and they had David Lee at the time, and they had some other players. But when, they, when, they, when he started to explode, they won. This team is not winning. It's not like they're not winning. It's like it's one thing if Atlanta had Orlando's record or had, you know, even Detroit's record. Yeah, like but, they were fighting for an eighth seed. Right, but with that record, like I just and and look to me, it's still better than Kyrie having made it. Like I, the the problem there was that the three guys competing, I thought only one was deserving, which was Kemba. You, you could make a, a better argument for Lowry, even though he's missed time. You can make a better argument. Well, and his shooting percentage is low. You can make a better argument for Dinwiddie. I think we did. Uh, you th- there's other guys there that, you, but it should have been Jimmy. Like that's the thing. And and so people were saying we should just eliminate positions. I mean. Originally, it, remember, it was center, forward, guard. Like, they've actually eliminated the, the wall between center and forward. Um, I don't know if you want to eliminate positions entirely and end up with five guards one year. But, uh, you know. Five, I mean, it's going to be five, five small it's forwards. Gonna, it's going to be five small forwards, right? It'll be five, it, five wings. It, people, get too, people get too wrapped up in the all-star voting. Like, who really? Like, honestly, I don't, does Jimmy even care if he's a reserve well, well, or a starter? Well, it's interesting. Okay, that's the next topic here. First thing, I think Jimmy's going to end up starting because um, I don't think Embiid's going to play. So I think Jimmy's going to end up being a starter. So I think this is all going to be a moot point. But the second thing is I did talk to some people around Jimmy last night. They didn't seem to care. Uh, like, I mean, they thought he'd make it, but they, they were like, okay, whatever. I mean, there was w- one person I communicated with who was, you know, making a, a, a pretty, sh- basically the Christian Hernandez case for him over Siakam. But it's, I don't think it's a big deal to him. Now, I will tell you that I had something set up with him last night and it didn't end up happening. Maybe that's why. But, uh, but uh, it's going to happen today. But, yeah, I, I, is it going to motivate him? I mean, can anything motivate him more? I'm not really sure. I mean, he kind of hates the world in a good way anyway, right? Like, so he'll play some more country music tonight and get back on the court. Like, I, I don't... Yeah, what's I don't even he, know if that kind of game... Does that game, kind of game even interest Jimmy with his Remember he sat nature? out two years ago, remember? Remember? Yeah. Remember, I, remember, I, he, he, he asked not to play, if you recall. <laughs> I wonder if that played into it. I, it played in the player vote. Remember, you don't remember that? I was, yeah, I do. I remember. That's what I'm saying. Two, I don't, two I don't, years ago. I don't yeah. feel like this. I don't feel like this game, this atmosphere, is even conducive to who Jimmy you, is. You know who's going to take it more personally? His teammates, and that's what I want to get into here. I, I don't think it's him. I think that there's a bond. Well, I know there's a bond because I've got a piece coming out on it today, uh, where I talk to ten of his teammates about their first encounters with Jimmy. I, I want to save a lot of it till after it runs. We'll talk about it on Monday uh, or over the weekend. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's more them. I mean, Myers Leonard came out on Twitter last night and was like, it's a travesty or something like that, that him and Lillard don't make the team. Now, he has a, a real personal relationship with Lillard. I love Dame Lillard, but I, but I, I would tell Myers, how do you argue for Damian Lillard? As much as I hate watching James Harden play, how, how can you argue for, for, for Lillard over Harden or Doncic this year? I mean, Luke is an all-star. I mean, come on. Uh, you know, I mean, the fans got that one right. And, and I hate watching Harden play more than I hate anything about the NBA. but. I mean, he's an all-star. I mean, you know, he's carrying that team. Sometimes he carries it into a ditch, but I mean, he's carrying it. And I, so I, you can't argue that, but I thought it was interesting that Myers came out there. And I, I can tell you that, that there will be guys in that locker room who are pissed off about it. Um, and so I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad that it happened because he's going to end up starting anyway. Like, he fans are going to see him anyway. So it is probably the best outcome. But I think it speaks to a little bit of kind of, again, the attitude towards Jimmy around the league. It does raise the question again, um, 
because we always talk about guys wanting to play with Jimmy. And if you read my story today, you'll see that the players on this team do. But there is always going to be that perception of, is a star going to want to play with Jimmy? Um, particularly if it's a star who feels entitled, who gets a lot of money, because that's not really Jimmy's thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, Jimmy got a lot of money, but he doesn't. Jimmy relates better to the guys who were picked in the draft somewhere around where, where he was, um, and he was picked 30th. And this team has a lot of those guys, or some who weren't picked at all. <laughs> okay. So I, I just wonder, do, do you think, I, I guess, before we get to tonight's game between the Heat and Clippers, do you think that this signifies anything in terms of a Giannis or somebody else wanting to play with Jimmy? Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Jimmy Butler, the fact that the players had him behind Jason Tatum in the All-Star vote. I really don't because it's it's always um, we've seen recently we've seen some missteps, but then we've also seen the Heat get back to what they've always been about recently, where they go after guys that fit their culture. Any if any guy that fits their culture, what the the guys that they're looking for are veterans who want to win, and those guys are done playing games. They're done worrying about uh, you know. Uh, the outfits before games. They're done worrying about all the other stuff. They want to win. They want to work hard. They want to do whatever they what they have to do. Those are the guys that the Heat are looking for. And those are the guys that want to come play with Jimmy Butler. And there are young guys that look at the young guys on the Heat that grind and want to play right. with Jimmy Butler. I don't think it's – I mean, there's those guys, there's guys out there like Cat and Andrew Wiggins and some of the young guys on the Bulls that don't like Jimmy. And there's probably – and the all-star voting shows that there's probably more of those guys in the league than there are Jimmy guys. But we already mm-hmm. knew that, right? Right. We already knew the Heat culture guys are not are not a dime a dozen. They're kind of, uh, you know, they're diamonds in the rough. You got to find those guys. So we already knew that about the NBA. We knew that about the NBA players, and that's why I said it's to me it's not it's, it's no more important than a fan vote. And the fan vote was better than the player vote, in fact. It was, except for Alex Caruso. Okay, that's and, and and Taco Fall. I think. I mean, the media had Taco Fall seven, did they not? No, the media. Had ta- no, I think the media had Taco Fall. Somebody said that on Twitter. I didn't check. Uh, you, the, somebody said that on Twitter. We're gonna have to make that a segment. I somebody sauces. said that on Twitter. No, sauces. They, they did not sauces. Um. All right. So anyway, that that's the end of it. Uh. For now, Bam's gonna make the team. Uh. We've had that previous debate, but I think the voting is pretty clear now, and you know that the coaches are not gonna allow him not to make team so so bam and jimmy are going to be there uh the only question remains and we're going to we're going to talk about something team related in a second uh will the heat coaching staff be there because eric Spolster typically hasn't wanted to be there but of course he might be coaching a certain milwaukee buck and that wouldn't be a bad thing into the future anyway we'll talk about that in a second i want to tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network i'm kind of a schlep people who know me know that um Pretty much wore a New York Giants jacket all through college. I didn't know if Alf knew that, by the way. I don't know if I should admit that. But I'm getting some help from our new sponsor, Cervani Men's Custom Clothier. If it's frustrating for you to shop for dress clothes, you never seem to find the right fit, color, or style, or maybe you feel like you never know what to wear or how to wear it. You've got a wedding, a special event, or you just wear professional attire daily. Maybe you wear cargo shorts, something on that in a second. That's why you've got to go see Blanca over at Cervani Men's Custom Clothier in South Miami. The private showroom located right across from Sunset Place 
on Red's, Red Road. It's right above Shula's, actually, down there, if you're, uh, if you're aware of that location. Cervani has been designing fine custom-made clothing in South Miami for over 30 years. It's amazing how many people, <laughs> since I've done these ads, have told me that they know Blanca down there. Your custom-made suits, pants, shirts, and shoes will fit just the way you like. So schedule a private consultation with Blanca to start looking your best and get the benefit of a female's perspective on men's fashion. My daughter's very happy with the clothes. Give her a call at 305-310-2085. That's 305-310-2085. Nothing fits like custom-tailored clothes. Stop buying off the rack. And yes, Alf, she has cargo shorts. She can get you cargo shorts emblazoned with Alf on I'm it. I'm so excited. Alf954, that's our next run in March. Um, once I'm done picking my clothes, it is branding. I've got EJS on the side, but you can go with Alf. Um, let's get to Heat Clippers tonight, ESPN. Uh, ESPN has descended on this place. Nick Ferdell is here. Ramona Shelburne is here. I'm going to try to get Ramona on the pod next week. Um, you know, so, you know, I had the thing yesterday. I went down to talk to Jimmy, and, of course, he was absconded by ESPN. So they, they found us, Alf. Um, they, they, our little secret is no more. Um, everyone at ESPN is going to be claiming they had them as a two seed from the beginning of the season. We know that. 55 uh, wins. 55 wins. We always knew it. Spo, Butler. Bam. We saw Bam coming. Colin Coward, who didn't, and I know he's not ESPN anymore, but Colin Coward, who did not know who the hell Bam was when Joy Taylor told him, is going to now say that Bam is the best big in the league. Those brothers, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, That's will right. shoot it from the parking lot. That's right. right. That Light was my skin. Stephen A. impression. Light skin flingers. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to get. And uh, But this is a big game. I mean, I, I don't know who the hell is playing for the Clippers. I, I don't feel like they ever play their starting group. Uh, How are they going to have any chemistry come playoff time? I know that's overrated a little bit, but there's something to that. Uh, you would think, but you would think it's not like Doc is a coach who doesn't know, right? Like, I mean, it, it, it's just funny to me because, you know, Doc's the same guy who remember when the Celtics played against the Heat in all this playoff series. And I think in the last game here that the Celtics lost, he only played six. Um, so, I mean, I guess he's going to get to the playoffs and then all of a sudden he's going to play Kawhi and Paul George 45 minutes and Lou Williams 42, maybe. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, their strength, I mean, the Clippers have a strong bench. But I, I feel like if they were trying this year, they'd be right there with the Lakers, but they're not trying. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, is, there, is there a difference in the home games? I, I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, they're, they're, they should be at worst a two-seed in that conference, um, and they're not. I think that's where they're going to end up. And if they're a two-seed and they meet the Lakers in the conference finals, every game is the same You think that's building. where they're going to end up? I mean, they're only going to end up that way if they actually start playing Kawhi and Paul George together, which they're not I doing mean, I think, towards, I think that's what they're going to do headed into the playoffs to try to get some chemistry going, but I, I just don't know if it's too little too late when, as, when the Lakers yeah. have been coalescing all year long. Yeah, which surprises me, by the way. I, 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 they've been a lot better than I expected. I thought they, yeah, I did not co- I, I, I thought they were a few pieces away, um, or at least a couple. I mean, I'm looking at, well, okay, you're at their half game out of second. That is pretty remarkable considering – yeah, I mean, they, uh, they have one of the best really records. They're right yeah. there. They have almost the same record as the Heat. So. Yeah, so, all right, so, so, okay, so the Jazz are in second, a half game. I tell you, man, I, I loved that team before the season, and then they got off to the slow start, and everybody was kind of like, eh. But I really, the Jazz roster is really good, and, and he's good, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I know he looks like a, a villain in a Bond movie, but, like. Um, no, he's a Batman villain. Well, maybe. He can coach. He's the one who hires Bane <laughs> or the Joker and then gets double-crossed. <laughs> So I'm looking at it right now. Lakers are four and a half up on the Jazz. The, we never talk about the West. The Clippers are right behind them. 
the Nuggets. And Nuggets were another one that I loved before the season. I know a lot of people did, but the Nuggets and the Jazz. We had – it's funny how this is – and then they got off to a slow start, and Mike Malone was all over them. He can coach too. It's funny. I'm looking at the top four now, and even with the Mavericks start and even with Harden pounding the ball into the ground and even with the Thunder being better than expected, uh, the four teams up there are the four teams that we kind of expected, right? And it was sort of the debate, is it the flashy Lakers and Clippers or is it kind of – you know, the really, really solid groups in Utah and Denver that the national media doesn't care about, right? And so um, I'm just curious if either of those two teams, the Jazz and the Nuggets, can break through because uh, I feel like the Lakers and the Clippers with their star power are better suited for the playoffs. So I, I don't know, but I, I would, you know, I know in the league, I know the league wants Lakers Clippers. They're going to do everything in their power for the officiating to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't want jazz nuggets in the West. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> listen, nobody wants jazz nuggets. Like Nikias wants jazz nuggets. Ja- yeah, Nikias is the one guy, right? Like, they're, they're, like you have to be like a basketball purist, basketball purist to what jazz nuggets like to watch like i mean what are you looking for there like is it malik beasley and uh you know and, and joe inglis like that that's, i can't i mean I you have name six nuggets i really can't <laughs> they're all good though yeah i they're know all, they're all i mean you can name six Come on. <laughs> i probably can't you can I don't, let's not you, try it let's not try well uh, porter's playing great now like i mean they've added a whole yeah. new dimension there i mean you know a lot of people could just name Millsap, okay and Jokic. um but they've been uh They've been really good. Anyway, so getting back to the Clippers and the Heat, uh, what does tonight before we close uh, for the Heat? I, you know, no, no justice. I mean, we just assume that at this point. Um, but what does tonight signify for you? Because because the Heat, uh, they're still struggling against bad teams at on, at home and having to figure out like Houdini acts at the end, like hero Houdini acts um, to win. Like, what does tonight mean against the Clippers? I mean, the last quality win was the Thunder, right? Yes. Um, and that feels like ages ago, which it wasn't, but it was our watch party. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's, um, and a lot of people weren't paying attention at the party, which was funny. Um, like they just, they won and everyone looked up like, Oh yeah, cool. Anyway, back to drinking. Well, that but, means um, that's a good watch party. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. There was a whole table full of women that came for the watch party and completely didn't care about well, the heat at well, all. Look, you could have stopped the sentence at there was a whole table full of women. Come to our watch party. Exactly. Anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've been to some 790 watch parties, and that I, does not happen. No, um, it does not. It was just Beast. <laughs> love you, Beast. So, yeah, go ahead. Love you, Tobin. Um, no, so, yeah, yeah. he's still there. They is, is, he, is Tobin the last person of 790? It's, oh. I mean, Ethan. Uh, uh, Ethan sorry. Zaslow's still there. And Keep going. Amber. Keep going. Uh, oh, Amber. We love Amber. And um, that's it. Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> they haven't had a really, really strong win in a while. We need, and we need to add this pod, by the way, before I get in any trouble. Keep going. <laughs> we, the Heat haven't had a really strong win in a while. So this would be, even with Paul George out, this would be a nice signature win on national TV. It would be a big deal. Um, do I think they win tonight? With the way they've been playing, they've been playing with fire a lot. They tend to play up the competition, which they weren't doing at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year, they were just – beating uh beating the brakes off the bad teams and playing good teams close um but lately i mean they're they're playing bad teams close and a lot of the bad habits i feel are going to get exposed tonight especially with a deep bench because we've seen um the heat bench come in and kind of level out 
the starters or, the, you know, one unit kind of saved the other. They had to play 10 guys deep tonight, and everybody has to play well to beat the Clippers. Yeah. And if they continue the stretch that they've been on, tonight's just going to be a really, really bad night. Yeah, I agree with you. And there have not been any bad nights at home. That's the thing. Like, I'm waiting for one. I hate to say it, but I'm waiting for that. Because the Lakers was not a bad night. They, they could have won that game, and there was a call yeah. at the end where Jimmy should have been at the line for three which could have tied the game. Although let's be honest with Jimmy down the stretch lately, Jimmy would have missed one of those three free throws. Like well, I, I know everybody, he, sh- he should have got two shots in the ball. Well, right. Well, that's Cause true. he got, cause he got, he got fouled, fouled first. Well, he got yeah. fouled first, but then he got fouled again. Yeah. So, 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 so it depends. It depends. I mean, and we're not, we're not saying this like as homers, like the NBA said this, um, he got fouled twice on that play by LeBron and Anthony Davis. So, uh, yeah, he, he, he could, yeah, it either could have been two in the ball or he could have had three free throws, but, um, yeah, I, I feel – I hate to say this, and, and maybe he fans will be happy that I say this because, you know, I'm a jinx the other way, uh, but I have a bad feeling about tonight. Like, I feel like the way the Heat have been playing, they're due for one where they just get blown out of the building, where, where the other team – where the Heat don't bring the necessary energy um, and they just – and this is another team is just better. And, and let's be honest, as great as the Heat have been, and this is a testament to how hard – uh, Eric Spolstra has coached them this year as opposed to what the Clippers are doing. The Clippers are more talented than the Heat. They just are. Um, I mean, they were a finals favorite for most. I picked them to win the thing. Um, they have, you know, two of the, I don't know, three best wings in the NBA, depending on the night. Uh, depending two on what you think Giannis five. is. Well, depending on what you think Giannis is. If Giannis yeah. is a wing or isn't a wing, I mean, you know, LeBron is still a wing. Uh, you know, what do we consider hard? I don't know what. But uh, but yeah, well, Jim, yeah, well, Paul, uh, that's a great debate for another day. Uh, whether Paul, Paul George, George, Paul George versus Jimmy, um, you know, in the modern NBA, um, I would take Paul George because he's just a better shooter. Um, as we've seen this year, it doesn't diminish Jimmy, but I, I, I think that the levels there, LeBron, again, when he's on is his own category. But like, I mean, to me, it's at this stage, it's Kawhi, it's Paul George and it's Jimmy. Um, as pure wings, because uh, yeah, I don't know what Giannis is. I mean, he's just a freak of he's a freak, um, as we know. But anyway, I, I don't have a great feeling about tonight. I, I think uh, I think that what we've seen and and Giancarlo Navas of Heat Beat has pointed this out. Like the the Heat's like if you go inside the numbers, the Heat's numbers have gotten worse and worse and worse over time. Um, and like you said, it's it's forced them to to rally to beat bad teams at this stage. And so, you know, you face a team like this that if they're healthy and, and intact is going to be, I think, pretty motivated tonight. It is a Friday night game. Um, they have showed up for the Lakers twice and, you know, in, when the lights have been on. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a great feeling about it, Alf, but we'll see. Uh, we'll talk about it more. I, all right, a couple of things we got coming on I want to tell you uh, right after our sponsor. We got a couple of big announcements, but definitely check out Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. Got someone there 24 hours a day. Go to onecalllegal.com. That's one call legal.com they'll handle your case just about anything um and they're based here in north miami right off of the golden glades we'll have more announcements with seltzer mayberg coming up soon been very supportive of us and we do appreciate all of our sponsors because they keep us in business whatever business that happens to be at the stage two announcements though um you know that coming uh one 
We have a partnership with Miami Heat Beat for a new video that actually it's 8 o'clock. I got to go because we got to release this thing. Uh, it's the Bucket Brothers song. It is too, of course, a Post Malone song. Anybody can do a Post Malone song. Anybody, okay? Have you ever seen this on Twitter? Literally, it's like four pieces. It's the same damn song every time. So we did another pair, not we, but Brass Jazz is John Cozan, Greg Sylvander, known as Lefty Life, and John Carlo did something together. Um, we are sort of co-promoting it. Miami Heat Beat is not under our umbrella anymore. Although we do, we do still share stuff, including hosts at times. Um, they are under Blue Wire Pods, but uh, we did this one together, so check that out. And also, I'm back writing again. Um, I didn't really write this one. It's more of a transcribing, but it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, ten teammates talking about Jimmy Butler and their first impression of him when he came down into heat. So check that out on 5reasonsports.com. All my columns this year are going to be sponsored by Cervani Clothiers. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.